Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining. This is Trish, the core behavioral therapist. And my guest today is an old friend of mine, Tyson Graham. She's a mental health clinician. Uh, we met a long time ago that uh, we used to both work for a hospital in New Jersey. And um, Tyson, thanks for coming, by the way. <laughs> thanks for being on the show with me. I really appreciate it. Hello, you are welcome. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, you're welcome. I just feel like you have such a wealth of information, um, especially during these times of COVID and um, especially the awakening of America right now and to the world about the injustices that have been happening, especially with Black Lives Matter. So I really want to thank you for being here. Can you um, explain your position or who you work with, the population you work with? Right. Um, well, currently, I work with the DDD population, DDD and ID population, which is the developmentally disabled and intellectually disabled individuals. Um, I previously, um, as you mentioned, worked with um, the mental health um, uh, mentally ill population. I've been doing that for 20 years. So working with DDD and ID individuals, um, it's a new stepping stone for me, but I do enjoy it. Yes. And that, that partakes in, well, first of all, thank you so much for your work. Um, we both worked very closely together with the severely mentally ill population. And yeah. that's really um, people who were diagnosed with either schizophrenia disorder um, and other um, I guess psychosis disorder, that sort of thing. And right now, basically, the population you work with are with with people who um, were diagnosed with being on the spectrum of autism. That yes. sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so, can you explain what happened? So, funding has been so horrible, in my opinion, for the mental for mental health, especially mental health yes. issues in America right now. It just it's on the rise even more so now with unemployment yes. and everything like that. Can you explain what happened to the organization you worked with before? Um, well, um, while I was working with this uh, organization, even before that, kind of funding was cut in New Jersey um, under the previous governor. He not only cut the funding to the developmental um, uh, centers, but he also cut the funding to state psychiatric hospitals, uh, group homes, and uh, shelters that house the mentally ill. All of the programs were affected. Uh, day programs were affected, and as you both, uh, as the both of us know, yeah. that um, they um, the mentally ill population need a lot of support. Mentally ill Absolutely. as well as BDD population, they need a lot of support. And um, so they need that from day programs. They need that from residential because sometimes um, it, it, it is, it can be difficult yeah. um, managing a person diagnosed with mental illness just because of the highs and lows, the behavior issues, um, the family not knowing how yeah. to um, manage the situation. So most of these individuals have to um, live in group homes. So that those fundings were cut. Um, uh, programs such as um, 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 community programs, case management, those were cut. Um, and uh, shelters 
And um, even in the psychiatric hospitals, those were also cut. Um, and That's horrible. So I remember when we used to work together, we would go to the psychiatric hospitals where there would be patients and the parents, the parents also, yeah, the family members, the parents, spouses, they had no idea what to do and how to exactly. work with these patients. So what on earth happened in New Jersey's in particular, in, in your case, what happens after the funding is cut off? What, what happens? After the funding was cut off, um, well, you know, you know, social workers, we make the best out of bad situations and right. the administrations of um, many programs made it work. Let me just say, I worked in two psychiatric, state psychiatric hospitals right. after, um, our our previous employment one um psychiatric hospital closed down i'm gonna name it because it closed down um hagedorn psychiatric hospital i worked there Mm -hmm. um that is a psychiatric hospital for the elderly population now as you and i both know some of the individuals who are diagnosed with mental illness become violent so it is not wise to keep the elderly population mixed in with the younger population. And that is what happened. When Hagedorn closed down, the elderly population were either sent to nursing homes who were not equipped to manage them because of their psychiatric um, um, issues or to the other hospitals like Greystone and uh, Trenton psychiatric hospitals. So yeah. this is really, it, it's infuriating. It's troubling. It's troubling. It's troubling. So you mean to tell me that Hagedorn, is that, that's the name of the psychiatric facility, they brought over senior citizens, the elderly population, who are a vulnerable population as is, with other patients who were younger, who had um, severe mentally ill issues or psychological issues. And I can only imagine the abuse and violence or everything that happened there i can only imagine um if you decompensate decompensating from not taking your medication or not being medically not being compliant with your medication things get worse right right um well some of the elderly i will say that some of the elderly like i said social workers um we we make it happen so uh some of the elderly population they were put on separate floors, but if you've ever been in a state psychiatric facilities, the uh, patients are allowed to walk around the hospital freely. The front door, of course, is locked, but the patients are able to walk around the um, hospital freely. So, um, yeah, it's just an unfortunate situation that this would happen, that a specialized hospital for the elderly population would not continue to be funded under Christie. This this country has had a history of choosing profit over people. Right. And um, where there could have been cuts in corporate taxes, we're allowing, uh, yes, we do need jobs. And, and I'm not saying that we don't need, need jobs, but a lot of the corporations that were coming to New Jersey were giving big tax cuts. Now that tax money could have been put into the psychiatric facilities, into these programs for the mentally ill, into so many things, you know, but like I said, um, the history of capitalism. Let's talk about that. So Governor Chris Christie 
basically cut off funding for a lot of mental, mental health um, organizations, hospitals, and gave it to, let's say, the big cats, the corporate America, big companies that came to New Jersey so that they can get a big tax cut. Do you feel comfortable naming some of these companies? I don't have them. Um, (laughs) You know what? Christy, thank God, is behind us. Thank God. Um, And yes, thank God, Christy is behind us. I will say that. Shut down the George Washington Bridge by Fort Lee. Yes. Corruption. Corruption and it, it it continued now in the White House, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But I will say um, that this Governor Murphy, one of the reasons why I voted for Governor Murphy is because of his mental health agenda. He um, he hasn't put a lot of money back into um, the mental health um, field, the social service field, but he does understand it a little bit more. He does understand it a little bit more. Um, So all of this is uh, from, this is a a spiral, I should say, a domino effect. That's a better word. All of the the, uh, programs cutting, uh, closing is a domino effect of what Christie did. So I don't don't want to blame it on New Jersey um, as far as our current administration. Mm -hmm. Um, It is a domino effect of what Christie did and all the cuts that he made. I have to give yeah, I totally agree with you because I remember when COVID started, he he made a plea for mental health clinicians, therapists, psychologists from out of state to go ahead and apply for temporary licenses in New Jersey in order to help with mental health with the patients and and all who were affected by COVID-19. So I totally, yeah, I'm with you with that. I totally agree with that. Um, let's talk about that capitalism um, that's happening with the companies and in the White House, so to speak, because mental health is a huge issue. Like some yes. right, people will argue, and even I think Donald Trump has mental health issues. Like in my opinion, I feel he has mental health issues. I think that something's not right i feel that he needs to see a therapist Um, and i apologize to anyone who's offended by me saying this but i mean i think it's healthy for everyone to see a therapist to be to to be real but he's the president of the united states like what do you have to say about that um i am going to agree with you Dr. Ramsey, <laughs> I'm going to agree with you. Um, I, I definitely think that um, I haven't read uh, Trump's niece's book yet. I haven't, but um, I'm going to get it. Yes. Um, I definitely think that Donald Trump has mental health issues, unresolved mental health issues. And I, and I believe that it was trauma from childhood. Right. Um, and it shows. It shows in his need for attention. It yeah. shows in his narcissistic behavior. Exactly. Um, it shows, and um, you know, when um, when when people are constantly, when people have to constantly tell you how intelligent they are, it it usually means that they are not. That they're hiding something. Oh yeah. And they 
Yeah, if they usually have to, if they have to consistently tell you about their cognitive abilities, about the things that they did, um, it usually means that they are flawed in that area and they're trying to manipulate the narrative. Yeah. So um, I, I definitely think that he needs to see a therapist. Yeah. Um, in, in, in that aspect, he has a lot of unresolved issues. So many. I mean, narcissistic personality disorder is alive and well, and I see yes. the symptoms of it on him when he and yes. when he talks about it and when he keeps bringing up the cognitive tests he took. I don't know what cognitive test he took. I'm trying to figure out, it, like, what test did you? He's explaining it over and over again. Usually, when people do that sort of thing, they're overcompensating for what they're lacking. Yes. So exactly. Yeah. So I feel like. It's alarming. Let me tell you, let me tell you, I was um, like Chris Wallace. I was very curious. (laughs) I said, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to see if I can pass this test. So I went on, if you go to the link. Let's hear um, it. You know the link? Yeah. yeah, CNN. Yeah. CNN has a link and, um, and, and you go on it and, and it is, it is a, let me tell you. Um, but both of you both, we both have experience in the mental health field. This is not an IQ test. And I have, like I said, I worked at Hagedorn, um, where, um, individuals were, um, um, with the elderly population and they were, um, and, and a lot, a lot of the patients that I worked with, um, some of them had dementia. Some of them had early onset of Alzheimer's. Um, I think Trump has early. So they would test. You know, the psychiatrist, they would uh, get a, a neurologist in and they would test for, you know, their cognitive abilities, meaning memory, um, you know, speech, and things of that nature. Right. And this is what this test is about. I'm trying to find it now. I know um, that there's the WISC for um, adolescents and the WASTE for, but he, and there's a, there's a TAT as well. The way he was uh, explaining it, it sounded like the TAT to me, but I'm not sure if that's what it was. Um, but that's on another day. I mean, yeah, yeah. And, and the guy that actually, uh, the doctor that actually, uh, he's a neurologist, he created it. He was on CNN last night. And I was very interested to... Um, what did he say about the test? Um, well, he said exactly what the test was. The test is was developed. They did work hard on the test. He said it, it would be... Um, sort of easy to someone who still has their cognitive ability, but um, it would be difficult for someone who is suffering from um, dementia or early onset of Alzheimer's. Yes. So it's really a a cognitive test to to test if someone has early onset of dementia. Right. Or, you know, yeah, something, um, um, the test is about um, cognitive decline. It has nothing to do with IQ. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, then- it has nothing. And, and the very fact that he does not know that is troubling as president of the United States. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I, you know, um, I'm, I'm, it's alarming because, you know, the rest of the world is looking at us and it's like, what is wrong with the, with America right now? And, right. Um, so the test is, uh, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to call, cut you oh, off. I found okay. the test. 
So it's from um, Mocha, M-O-C-A, Mocha. Um, it's called the Mocha Test. And it. Um, I'm going to send you the link when we get off the... Um, okay, I can put it. Yeah, in, um, yeah. you take it, girl. It's very interesting. It's very interesting. I must say that, look, I have... Um, oh, I didn't save my... Um, all I have is my verification. But <laughs> I did not... I did not see the same cognitive test that President Donald it's, Trump took. Yes. Okay. I passed. <laughs> Look, I'm going to use his words. I passed beautifully. I passed beautifully. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't even believe this. How, okay. How are your, um, wow. How, how is the population that you're working with? How are they dealing with COVID? Speaking of, um, you know what? It's been an adjustment. It's been an adjustment, but um, they are surprisingly doing well. You know, the DDD population, the DDD and ID population, they're very routine. You know, they they um, have to have everything um, in line, yeah. and when you disrupt their routine, it manifests in um, uh, destructive and hostile behavior. So for the most part, um, they've been handling it well. We thought it was going to be an issue with the PPEs as far as um, wearing masks. They've adjusted to that. Um, we sat down and explained to them as, you know, um, to their level understand of, of understanding that, you know, the master are needed um, so that you won't get sick. And they have um, accepted that. Wow. That's, yes. that's, that's, so that's amazing to me because here we have people who don't really have that they're that are not developmentally disabled and they're not wearing their masks and having a good old time and in different states and you know here you have the population that you work with a pretty vulnerable population and they're adhering to wearing the masks and yeah. doing what they're supposed to do isn't that something this is america <laughs> you know it is uh, mind-boggling yeah. that people can associate um, denial of civil, li civil liberties yeah. with preserving life. Oh, wow. Say that again. That was good. Say that again. Um, it is mind boggling to me yeah, right. that people can associate denial of civil liberties with preserving life. Wow, that's so true. It's so, oh my goodness. Like, you're absolutely correct. You're absolutely, how would you apply that to currently, and I'm totally flip, I'm switching the subject to Black Lives Matter, because I've been thinking about this, our civil liberties, right? It's related. It's, it's related. related. Yeah. It's related. This country has had a history of believing that one race or ethnic one one I, I you know when when we talk about race um I'm, I'm i'm just gonna um this is who i am i am a child of god so um me and tyson are christians we love jesus yes we are christians <laughs> we're christians yes. yes so god <laughs> created the human race in his likeness 
Right. This is what the Bible teaches us. And, and um, I can only go by what God were, God's word says. He created, he said, we are wonderfully and fearfully made mm -hmm. in his likeness, right? Yeah. We are made in his likeness in, throughout Genesis. Right. Let us make man in our likeness, right? Right. So he made the human race. Right. How dare an ethnic group mm -hmm. believe yeah. that they are superior to another ethnic group when we are all, like I said, made in God's likeness. So that's the first thing. Wow. We're, yeah. we're one race, which is the human race, because God says so. Right. So that's one thing. God did not create race. We did it as humans. Right. Um, through pride, you know, and, and, and the Bible also tells us that pride will be the fall of of, well, of man with satan right the fall yes he, he was yes uh, he was an angel in heaven playing music and his fall was because of pride his because of pride. pride i yeah because of pride. and you know what i we do see color so when people say they don't see color we do see color when you're denying color right you're denying someone's experiences being right. skin and that's not okay either um, that is not okay right. now 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 we're, we're all a part of the human race but okay. we have different ethnicities right and we all love our ethnicity now just because i'm pro-black that doesn't mean that i'm anti-white anti-asian anti-indian right. anti-spanish doesn't mean that right of course i i love my ethnicity and um and everybody should. It's who they are. And yeah. their experiences and their cultures should be um, celebrated. Yeah. It should be celebrated. You know, so the Black Lives Matter and um, the refusal to wear masks are, I, I think that they're related because they it goes with privilege. Absolutely. Privilege. Oh, you can't tell me what to do, but wait a minute. I can tell you what to do. You can't deny me of my rights, but wait a minute. I can deny you of your rights. Right. You know, oh, this is injustice, but wait a minute. Your group does not have to have justice. There can be injustice against your group. Exactly. Because I'm privileged exactly. and you're not. So I need to get all the benefits of being, I need to be seen. And because you are not a part of my ethnicity, I don't have to see you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly it. You know, it's all about privilege and our civil liberties. It really is. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm going to keep it real. No one's talking about the brown man that called the police on George Floyd for that $20 bill. No one's talking right. about the race of him. You know, who, who has talked about it? Um, there's this comedian, I forgot his name, in, but there's some brown people who are talking about it. I see yes. Because we have a say, we, ha we need to stand up for black people too. I'm a brown woman. Tyson is an African-American woman, black woman. You know, brown people need to stand up for black people straight up. We need to stand up for you guys. We need yes. to be an ally to you guys because people don't know that division started with especially brown people and black people because in the 1960s, the U.S. 
granted visas and, and to to brown people, but who are highly highly skilled and educated. Mm-hmm. So they already created that division. African yes. Americans yes. not come here willingly, you know, and right. you know what I'm saying. So it's like. So when I, I try to shut down that conversation as a, as a brown woman, and I do bring up, why did the brown guy call the cops on him? Like, it's, you know, it's, we need to stand up for you guys. And we, brown people, we do have, we, yeah, we have our issues or whatever and racism, but we have privilege, some privilege that African-Americans, black people don't have. And that's the reality of it. You know? That is the reality of it. And then, when 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 I discuss um, the um, racism and discrimination, racism, discrimination, and the oppression, mm-hmm. I always say black and brown people because yeah. if you look at the history of this country um, during uh, World War One, I, I believe, yeah. um, when America was at war with China, yeah, um, the Chinese were imprisoned. Oh yeah, they had concentration camps in America. Yes. Yeah, in America, in America, yeah. concentration camps. So they were the brown people who were falsely imprisoned against their will. Their right. property was taken away from them. Their businesses were taken away from them wow. because of discrimination and oppression. Mis- this mistrust for China. Right. Um, when we talk about black and brown people, we're talking about the the children. Who are in? Very cages now. Locked up. They are still locked yeah. up in that these cages. It's these horrible. are brown people. They're babies. They're brown babies. They're babies. And and people are not. I don't understand what's going on with America. What's going on with our government? How can people of any other like all races turn a blind eye to this? I don't get it. I just don't get it. And I feel like, what, is, what does it take to bring in a new president in to abolish this, to end this? This is just ridiculous. I think it takes, it's going to take, well, definitely it's going to take that. Right. Um, but it takes all of us. Like you, like you just said, Trish, um, you always, you know, let your, um, your culture know. We need to stick up for Black people. We're brown. You know, we're... Um, we're, we're the same. We need to stick up for everyone. And yeah. that's across the board. Um, don't have it in, in your backyard. Don't have it in your, in your presence. Yeah. If somebody is oppressing someone of strictly because of their race, then you need to shut it down. If somebody is being discriminated against, then you need to stop it when it starts. It starts with all of us. All of us have to make a conscious effort to stop this thing because it's poison and it's and it spreads. Yeah, like a cancer. Out, out. Yeah, spreads like, like cancer. And and you know what? This this perpetuates mental health issues, mental health psychological ailments, the sim- the symptoms of it, and a lot of different people. People are reacting in different ways, and they're not understanding the the mental health impact. The compo- that component of it, I mean, this is, this is trauma. This is, it is. this is worldwide trauma and it's an, and it's it an uproar and a cry for help. And we do need to invest money into mental health, not take it away, 
Not we like need to invest it. You know, one of the things that, um, uh, one, one of the things through this Black Lives Matter, um, people are saying, they're opening the con um, con um, conversation, excuse me, conversation about reparations. But um, I, I, I don't, I, I'm not going to talk so much about reparations because um, I don't understand it. I don't necessarily agree 100% with it right. on how it would be allocated. So I'm not going to speak on it because I, I, I don't know enough about how they would allocate it for me to intelligently speak on it. Okay. But nobody is talking about PTSD. Like you just no. said, trauma. When you live in a hostile environment, when Come you on. are constantly under scrutiny, when yeah. you are oppressed, when you are discriminated against, it causes trauma. Remember that case a couple of weeks ago in Chicago, a, a young man, he was 19 years old, really tall, two other, he was African-American, two other, or is African-American, two other African-American young teenage boys who played basketball commented on his height. Now, what was going on with this young 19-year-old black male that as soon as they stepped outside the store, he shot both of those teenagers dead? Wow. What was going on with him mentally? We it know. was, we don't know. Did anybody try to investigate? But I tell you what, when um, the young white boy shot up the, the, church. Um, the church. The church in the that South. That was the first thing they said in South Carolina. They That's said he suffered from mental illness. Oh now, why is this 19-year-old boy, this young 19-year-old African-American boy a thug? Yeah. But this young white man is suffering from mental illness, and we should have empathy for him. When he maliciously kill people for the color of their skin. So the, it, it, it doesn't add up. Doesn't now, matter. what about that young man? What Did we ever investigate whether or not he was suffering from mental illness? No. Whether he suffered trauma through his childhood? Was he suffering from PTSD? It's straight up racism. It's yes. racism. That's straight up what it is. It, it, it's... I've seen so many memes about this where exactly what you said was illustrated. The white boy who shot up the church, immediately it's a mental health issue. A black, right. boy, a black kid, a black man who shoots um, other people, it's not a mental health issue, it's aggression. It's black on black crime, that's what they call it, you know? And then that's a terrible excuse. Why, why, why assess a white young man, a white boy, with a, an automatically diagnosable as a mental health issue, but then not, not the black um, kid, the black guy who shot the kid, the kids. Like exactly, and they always, and you know, I'm not gonna say they because that does sound racist, but you know, people tend to um, do studies in war uh, torn areas, um, like. Um, and um, in the Middle East or other countries who suffered war issues, the effect that it had on the people in that environment, going through that stress, going through um, all of, you know, going through the war. Yeah. But nobody has ever done a study on the African 
American experience in the United States. No, they haven't. No, they haven't. That's why we need more people of color in the world of psychology. We need more we psychologists, more black we researchers, do. more black therapists to do we this. Do. And not just black people. It, brown people can do these studies too. Yeah. Why yes. is white people? Anyone can do this. Do the yes. study. You know, I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you on that. Tyson, I want to thank you so much for being on the show for, with me. You are always <laughs> welcome, Trish. It was my pleasure. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> this was so great. I mean, we did cover a lot of territory, but basically the gist is mental health is an issue. Funding needs to go into mental health across America. Definitely. Because of COVID-19, the effects. Yeah. Because of Black Lives Matter, because of the yeah. effect. Um, and I want to thank you so much. I'm so blessed that y'all, Tyson saw me through my transition from the <laughs> old <laughs> My transition from the old me to the like Christ loving me. Yes. <laughs> yes. Remember those late night calls? <laughs> 2 a.m., 3 a.m.? Yes. Yes, Trish. Yes, I was a mess. And I am so proud of you. I am so proud of the woman that you have become. Oh, thank you so much. So proud of you. I thank you so much. Like, I, I mean, I always tell people, you know, these girls at work used to invite me to church and finally Diana invited me and I actually went. And there's always yeah. something about you you girls, some of, something different. And now I know it was God. It was Jesus. The Holy Spirit was it, it was God. Hey, the light of the world. Exactly. Yes. He calls us to be the light of the world exactly. and the salt of the earth. Yes. Salt and light of the world. Salt and light of the earth. I love it. Oh, man, Tyson's good talking to you. Thank you so much for being part of my show. I'm so proud of you, too. I'm so proud of the world. Oh, thank you, Trish. Thank you so much. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks for having me.